fly around. Little green peas from the ground. Buttermilk biscuits, nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard. Catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop 'em black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. People are gonna want ramps in the future, and if you eat them all today, it's gonna be a sad tomorrow. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. And today we are setting the table with a brand new artisanal food market in Knoxville, Tennessee. This market is named Old Verdon's Tennessee Pepper Company Artisanal Market. And husband and wife Allison and Chris Verdon are the people behind this. This market not only showcases their own hot pepper blends, they also carry a wide variety of regionally made food products that are not necessarily found in larger stores. The Verdons offer a place for growing companies and food makers in order to help newer food businesses grow their business. In Fred Sausman's Potluck Radio series, he shares a mid-century food memory of Maud Shipley's red and green pear salad by way of her daughter, Margaret Carr, from the central community of Carter County, Tennessee. Thank you so much for your good company here today. I really appreciate you tuning in, either by podcast or radio. There are a lot of options out there, and I'm really glad to have you sitting at this big Tennessee table. Old Verdon's Tennessee Pepper Company Artisanal Market is located on Randolph Street, near where the former Lace Packing Company once stood. Some of you might be like me and old enough to remember the Lace Packing Company in downtown Knoxville. And just a few of the regionally made products that they carry are Cooks on the Curb Pimento Cheese, Frog Juice Kombucha, Big Spoon Roasters Nut Butters out of Durham, North Carolina, and a variety of J.Q. Dickinson Salt Works from Charleston, West Virginia. They've got a whole lot more stuff. And none of these companies, including Old Verdon's Tennessee Pepper Company, advertise on this show. I feature this as a story today because the Verdons are tireless advocates for regional foods, and they do a lot to help other food producers, and it helps bolster our regional economy through food. Most of these food producers utilize regionally grown foods, and Allison and Chris are just really good people. 
So let's head on over to Randolph Street right now and visit with Allison and Chris Verdon at this brand new market. So tell us just kind of basically again what you do and where your products are. Isn't it nationwide now? So we are Old Verdon's Tennessee Pepper Co. We specialize in dehydrated chili pepper blends that are, all of our peppers are grown here in East Tennessee by a farmer in Granger County. Uh, we are able to dehydrate, process our peppers within 24 hours of being picked, which makes for a much fresher, more flavorful product. Um, we are excited to say that our, um, our products are offered in over 450 stores nationwide. If you look on our website, there is a store locator that will tell you if there is a retail location near you. And if not, we do ship on our website. I'm so proud of you because, okay, about eight years ago, is that when you launched this company? And uh... Yeah, I think eight years ago, we first kind of had the idea for it, and then it, it took... Uh, a year to decide to jump in the pool and then uh, and then we've been hard at it for seven years. For folks that might not know your backstory, you were also caretakers of Mount Leconte for 12 years, is that right? Yeah, don't short us, 12 years, that's a long time up there. <laughs> that is a long time. That's a lot of uh, making hot cocoa and beef stew, isn't it? A lot of biscuits. Yeah, thousands <laughs> and thousands and thousands of biscuits. I, that was probably my favorite part as far as all that goes. Is I miss making biscuits every day for 30 to 60 people. I bet. Somehow I didn't ever remember that you were a biscuit maker for that many people. So you must have your process down. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, you know, I, working up there for 12 years, I, I would teach a couple assistant cooks every year how to make biscuits. And, you know, it's... We, I do it all by eyeball. So, you know, they're like, well, how many cups? And I'm like, no, no, no. You just look at it. And, you know, and if it's this, you add more of this and, and you'll just get it. And so, so now it's, I just, you know, a handful of this and a pinch of that. He's quite a biscuit uh, connoisseur yeah. or snob. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> bad. Fast. And I would, I would say probably the highlight of your biscuit making career was meeting Alan Benton and discussing biscuit making. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> he is a man of, of stern opinions on quality biscuit making. So. Which you agree. Yeah, yeah. I was, it, was, it was a really, it was a great conversation. So. Well, you know the person in that household that makes the biscuits... And as the professional on the biscuits is Sharon Benton. Oh, really? She's the biscuit maker. Oh. Yeah, she's Maybe actually... one day we'll get to meet her oh, yeah. and have that discussion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can ask him where his ramp patch is, too. I know it, right? Yeah. <laughs> he may ask you where your ramp patch yeah, is. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, Yo, Chris Burton's mm -hmm. got some... Old yeah. Burton's got some... People will tell you where their still is before they'll tell you where their ramp patch is. <laughs> good, good reasoning. Yes. yes. You can't make a whole lot of new ramp no. roots no. once people yank them out. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I've had a couple patches that, you know, I'd come back to, and all of a sudden it's like, where are all the ramps? And then I realized that, you know, somebody, somebody, somebody who does not take great care when they are harvesting. Yeah. So yeah, and it was just yeah. you know one little little sprig, and so I was just like, well, you know, see you in that decade. <laughs> so. That's so crestfalling. Yeah, yeah, you know, it is. I mean, mm -hmm. you can, you know, you can harvest ramps, and, you know, it's like catch and release for a fish, you yeah. know? It's, and, 
people are going to want ramps in the future, and if you eat them all today, it's going to be a sad tomorrow. I know we get sidetracked, but I have to ask you one thing. On your biscuit making, what is your shortening or what is your grease preference? Um, I prefer unsalted butter. Oh, so, yummy. Now, now, I mean, you know, I've made biscuits with lard before, Crisco, um, without it, um, but, but I prefer butter, you know. Mm -hmm. And I pull it out of the freezer and I grate it with a cheese grater. And we are quite the fan of, of Cruise Farm. Yeah, Cruise Farm buttermilk. Buttermilk. Yeah, hard to go wrong there. Hard to go wrong. Yeah. And that probably was one of the best things, like when we, when we came off the mountain, because we couldn't really get Cruise Farm up at, at LeConte. So coming off the mountain and having that supply readily available was very exciting. Oh yeah. boy, isn't it that? Allison, why did you want to create this? So over the past eight years, um, I've come across different brands like ours that aren't necessarily uh, you know, local or regional, but they're smaller brands and they're based in the United States and they make an incredible product. And in my thinking, it was like, you know, we have are saturating our area, our market here. Trying and to saturate. Trying to saturate it. And we're, yeah. <laughs> There's and we're still stuff to moving, saturate. Yes, we're moving regionally. <laughs> and, and I guess for me, it was a realization that there are so many great brands out there who are in the same position we are and looking for new places to sell their product outside of their region. And so as I started... Um, putting together this list, I realized, you know, maybe it's time to, and people kept asking us about a brick and mortar location. And so I thought, you know, maybe, maybe it's time to do a brick and mortar location, but not just focusing on our products. Um, that I wanted a place to introduce Knoxville to some great brands that are out there, great stories behind these brands, um, and a place that people could come who just like to like, see what's new and and you know i mean I, I i saw something recently that they um an article that was talking about 2022 trends and apparently yuzu flavoring is a trend for 2022 which i love anything made with yuzu uh very citrus uh flavor similar to lemon um but so we've got quite a few options in our market that have yuzu flavoring um and so i wanted to, i wanted a place that foodies would come and and feel at home and feel like you know that that they could just sit and look at the shelves and dream of new ways to use the products and maybe we even offer ways to use the products um so yeah that's why we did it well i'm just behind what is yuzu <laughs> yuzu is a citrus fruit that is originated in um Southeast Asia. Well, no, Asia. I mean, more around China. Um, it's now very commonly known as far as being grown in Japan. Uh, a lot of J Japanese flavors uh, kind of point and use yuzu. Um, I'm sure they make a Kit Kat bar with it over there. Right, right, <laughs> right. But it does have citrus notes. To, I mean, it's got a, a lemony type of note to it. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely delicious. Um, we've got a mayonnaise out there that uses it. Got it in chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's the mayonnaise barbecue sauce it's crazy it? good yeah. i mean i'm not the trained dukes you know but it's uh it's yeah. really good you know it's like the japanese dukes so. <laughs> <laughs> or it should be i just love you chris <laughs> you know 
that's the kind of thing you all are so adventurous in your quest for flavors and ingredients and I love that you're bringing such a thing absolutely here yeah you know like I almost think of it like you know when you go into a bookstore or something and you're perusing all these books and looking at it and and wondering about it that I want our food shop or market to have that kind of same thing where you pick up you know the syrup from Vermont and and really be like wow this looks amazing you know I never heard of this before or you know I could do all this stuff with it you know and like discovering new things that that weren't there before we just brought in a new brand that new to us that we didn't know about Lindera Farms out of South Carolina um, doing great things with vinegar um, they've got a hot sauce line that we just brought in but the great thing about them is they grow a lot of the produce um, or work with local farmers and they also wild forage a lot of the the, the um, produce or a lot of the items that they use um, they've got like a wild mushroom vinegar a butternut squash vinegar pawpaw vinegar. Pawpaw vinegar and the great thing about their website when you go on there is that they give you food pairings they give you the, the tasting notes of each vinegar, the food pairing, and then they give you a bar pairing. So what if you were to make a cocktail with it, like what kind of cocktails is it good in? It would go in really good yeah. tiki drinks or something like that. So, you know, we try and make things like really approachable, you know, like there's, you know, like some kind of high-end places or something you go in and it, it can be kind of intimidating. Mm -hmm. and, and Lauren, who works for us, is loves food. And she's tried, you know, a bunch of stuff. So it's really nice to have someone who can say, you know, this is really good. I tried it and and really stand behind it and be able to say, oh, well, if you like this, you'd probably really like that. And, and you know, it, it, that's the way food should be. You know, you should be excited about it and, you know, want to try new things and, and all that. Yeah, so. we, want it, we want it to be a place that you're going to find up-and-coming brands that you don't see other places in Knoxville right mm -hmm. like if it was like you know our tinned scout makes this tinned seafood you know if they were a local brand everyone would be like oh this stuff's awesome but you know so people are like well is it is it all local stuff and it'd be like no it's other stuff but I'm sure the locals there love it there so why they're just trying to grow their brand yeah why can't people love it here mm -hmm. you know and it's like I'm not trying to mm -hmm. squeeze up we have a lot of local brands here mm -hmm. but there's just enough small and th that's what we're really focusing on is stuff that isn't in you know Costco or Whole Foods or, yes. or all those other places I mean some of them might make it there eventually Mm -hmm. and you know become a national brand well, we do have a few brands like spice walla out of Asheville. Mm -hmm. um, they make an incredible product a spice line and there's they've got a few SKUs in whole foods but whole foods doesn't offer the amount and we're slowly growing that section mm -hmm. um, and want to offer a, just a lot more of the products that you can't find their whole you know their whole selection um, yeah so and just quality quality brands um, and you know we're glad to have spice walla because they're original brand that with jq dickinson out of west virginia that, um mm -hmm. yeah we love offering the as pasta. much as we can yeah this fellini pasta, fellini pasta. you yes. can find some of those in yeah. um in whole foods but people who come in here have said oh we have never seen the selection that you have and we have the new um the new pasta shape cascatelli 
uh, that was just invented by a James Beard award-winning chef and his children. It's, it's crazy. Um, and it's a delicious pasta. You can't find it. We're the only place in Knoxville right now that has it. Yeah. I think it's Italian for waterfall or something. It was on CBS Sunday morning, and they were talking about it. And the story was really cool, and, and I was like, is it really that much better? And so we, we ordered a box, and it was a wait to get it. Six months wait list. Yeah. So we finally got it. And, you know, it was like, ooh, got some pasta. And and I have to say, like, they really delivered on, like, you know, the guy said, well, we designed the shape so it would hold sauce. And a meaty sauce. A meaty sauce. And, you know, I didn't really, really think about it like that. You know, I always just thought pasta, ravioli, or, you know. Spaghetti. But, but he really dove into the science of, you know what what its function is and that's to grab the cheese and the sauce and all that stuff and deliver it into this like perfect bite mm -hmm. and and it really did i was like oh good for you it's you been know. interesting to have customers come in and, and grab it i mean we sell through that we can't keep it in stock i, I just got another shipment in um but people who heard about it on npr so they're like, this is that pasta we heard. And they're so yeah. excited to find it and get it, come back for more. And yeah. when they buy it, they buy like two or three boxes. Yeah. Oh, I bet. It's <laughs> funny. And it's, you know, it's really, it has a real like meaty kind of pasty. Yeah, it's a thick, hearty pasta. Yeah. Mm. Yummy. Yeah. None of that little watery. No, no. It's, no. it's not the little. The pitiful. Angel hair. Sad. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. How, but you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, I love how you offer a area for selling things to people that might be, you know, in the process of growing. Because who knows better than the two of you that that yeah. know how you got your product from yeah. no shelves to shelves yeah. all over. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a big part of that was... You know, people that we met who believed in us, who were willing to take a chance on, you know, this, you know, pepper flake that no one had heard of. And, you know, we kind of realized that, you know, you have to reach out and help other people. Yes. And, you know, be that person who mm -hmm. says, hey, you know, I want, want you to succeed. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, that's what it's about. We, being Tennessee Pepper Company, wanted to focus, obviously, because we do specialize in pepper blends and chili peppers, um, wanted to specialize in other spicy products. And so we do have hot sauces, but it was important to us to bring in a selection of hot sauce that wasn't just about the heat level, the crazy heat level. Yeah. We wanted products that actually had flavor and really focused on the flavor. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the sauces we have out there, we have tried. Um, and I had a lady come in yesterday who was telling me that her... Um, her doctor had told her she needed to add more spice to her 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 uh, diet to help her health. And so she was trying to train her palate to eat spicier foods. And so she asked me my opinion on different ones. And so she ended up walking out of here with three different hot sauces, two of our pepper blends, um, you know, just to kind of incorporate all kinds of different things to her, her diet. And so it was fun to talk to her about, you know, well, what kind of flavors do you like? And here's a hot sauce that has pineapple in it. And here's another hot sauce that maybe not as spicy, but it's um, yeah, got more of a citrus note. Yeah, and one with ramps. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
you know, and we are, you know, not in the hot sauce business, mm-hmm. but you know, we can I, definitely appreciate it. I'm a sauce. fan of hot sauce, so. Um, but and that's the thing, and we we're looking for, you know, companies that kind of have the same, same values and same kind of commitment to craft. Um, that's not something that you know someone just ordered a bunch of stuff from a bulk wholesaler and slapped a cheesy label on and yes you know and and so that's you know that that's one thing when you walk into our shop it's you know all the stuff looks you know really pretty like a lot of people spend a lot of time on their packaging and you know that's people don't realize that you know when you walk down a grocery store lane you know if your stuff doesn't stand out or grab someone's eye you're finished and mm-hmm. and so you know it's we, been interesting to us to hear customers say it looks so pretty on the wall i mean labeling does You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and today we set the table with a brand new artisanal food market in Knoxville, Tennessee. This market is named Old Burden's Tennessee Pepper Company Artisanal Market, and husband and wife, Allison and Chris Verdon, are the people behind this. This market not only showcases their own hot pepper blends, they also carry a wide variety of regionally made food products that are not necessarily found on larger store shelves. The Verdens feel they've got a duty to offer a place for growing companies and food makers in order to help newer food businesses to grow their businesses. Because the Verdens themselves, for the past seven years, have grown their business from an idea to a thriving business that is found on shelves all over the country now. And they make it right in Tennessee. I have placed a link to this market and a picture of the Verdens, along with the podcast of this show on my website at TennesseeFarmTable.com, and they're real easy to find on Instagram and online by searching for Old Verdens Tennessee Pepper Company. And again, a quick note, and again, a quick note, none of the food makers represented in this market, nor do Old Verdens advertise with this show. Up next is our friend Fred Saussman from Johnson City and his Potluck Radio Series. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Saussman. When Margaret Carr from the central community of Carter County, Tennessee, thinks of Christmas, her mother's mid-20th century red and green pear salad immediately comes to mind. Our mother, Maud Shipley, who came of age during the Great Depression, did not let anything go to waste. When she was young, she was a nanny for a family, and during World War II, she worked at Holston Ordnance in Kingsport making RDX, an explosive, and later on worked at Jess Larkin's Bakery in Elizabethton. She became a stay-at-home mom at age 42 and began a traditional 1950s, 60s lifestyle for us. She had a way of making everyday things seem special, though. She made bunny cakes at Easter, snowman cakes at Christmas, and every year a decorated birthday cake for my sister and me. She grew a garden and canned the produce without the benefit of a pressure canner. August in our house was like a sauna at times. In addition to our garden, we always welcomed gifts of fruits and vegetables from family and friends. I remember getting pears one time, probably from our cousins in Watauga, and of course Mama proceeded to can them. 
The thing that made them special to us kids was the fact that some of them were red or green. She had added a drop or two of food coloring to make them pretty. These pears were used mostly at Christmas to make pear salad. Pear salad was presented on a small plate with five ingredients. On a bed of lettuce leaves were two or three pears, cottage cheese, mayonnaise, when we discovered Miracle Whip it became Miracle Whip, and grated sharp cheddar. We thought it was the most elegant thing in the world, worthy of the pictures in the Better Homes and Gardens cookbook. She could take very simple ingredients and turn them into masterpieces of flavor and frequently presentation. For Podluck Radio, I'm Fred Saussman. This is Johnny with Crooked Road Farm, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.